Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to tonight's edition of the Whitfield Report. It is Saturday night, and I am here uh, live at NGC Studio. Welcome to the uh, show. I'm so glad to have all of you here with me uh, here tonight, whether you uh, be here in the past, present, future hour, and we're streaming uh, live here on both YouTube and DLive.com uh, simultaneously. I also uh, tried setting up Periscope, but um, streaming is not working over there for whatever reason. But two out of the three platforms, uh, not bad. So anyway, welcome to both audiences uh, on DLive and uh on uh, YouTube as well, so uh, yeah, welcome everyone. Uh, contact info as usual. You can follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at some degree underscore NDC. Hashtag Whitfield Report. You can follow me on Gab and Parlor at Sam Whitfield, Facebook.com forward slash Whitfield Report, the Sam Whitfield.com for all your. Uh, you know, latest news and whatnot. So, um, you know, updates on the show. Uh, subscribe to the podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that jazz. Um, although I still have to up, I still have to upload uh, last week's uh, episodes to the feed because. Um, Apparently, I uploaded them, but apparently they didn't process or whatever, so they're not on there. So I'll re-upload last week's as well for those of you who like to listen on audio. But anyway, I'm here now, and uh, as the title suggests, folks, it has been the week from hell, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and I covered a bit of this earlier in the week. Uh, with the Versa Media crew, uh, but there have been riots uh, non-stop across the country, along with protests. Uh, protests are justified, riots are not, in my opinion. But uh, anyway, let me go ahead and give a quick shout-out to the chat. Um, we have Apex Gamma, we have... Uh, Owen Benjamin, uh, sucks Vox off, which, uh, that may be the only good thing that happened, uh, you know, that may be the only, the only good thing that ha happened this week that I can think of. Uh, some news with that. Um, also, John Arcade, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, and I think, um... I think I saw Davy in here of a, a bit ago in the YouTube chat, but I'm not sure if he uh, is still in here or not. But uh, yeah, riots across the country, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, you know, I don't want to get off on a rant here to begin the show, but uh, not how I do. What am I talking about? So, um, you know, folks, I think by now we can pretty much 
all agree, most of us, um, you know, mostly everyone has seen the George Floyd video, and, uh, you know, I think we can all, all agree that the video was, uh, you know, repul repulsive to say the least, um, he shouldn't have been, you know, killed in the way he was, obviously. And I, I think this does bring up a, a good opportunity to talk about police br brutality in this country because, uh, you know, I've been thinking about things this week and for the most part, let me say this. I am pro-cop to the point where I know good officers um, and I've known good police personally but I also have quite a lot of I have friends who have been on the other side of that fence and uh, needless to say we, we definitely have an issue with uh, police brutality in this country I don't want to uh, you know name people but I know you know, people who have had really shitty experiences with uh, cops. Some of them may be watching right now. Some of my cop buddies might might be watching. Uh, you know, either or, feel free to jump in the chat here and uh, chime in. But there definitely is a problem with, with police brutality that needs to be addressed in this country. And I think there's a way to do it. I think having dialogues about it is successful and that's what we need to do by and large with that being said though I think we need to largely leave race out of the police brutality problem and I know I'm going to catch flack on uh, YouTube certainly for saying that, but th this this problem with police brutality goes beyond just uh, you know racism and whatnot. That's not to say that there isn't a racial element in certain amounts of these cases, but I think you know by and large, like I said, that the people I know who who have been, uh, you know, had shitty run-ins with cops. Not all of them are, are black. And not all, not all of them are quote-unquote minorities. So I think to say that, you know, police brutality is strictly a minority problem is, uh, you know, really, really bad. And whenever I say that I, that I agree with, uh, you know, Whenever I talk to someone in, you know, who says they stand with Black Lives Matter, these are mostly my white liberal friends. I tell them, I agree that police brutality is an issue. However, I think we need to talk about it more than just a racial issue. And they freak out because they think that this is strictly a, a race, a race paradigm thing. Um, it, it's not. There are there are good cops and there are shitty cops out there. 
Uh, lately, it seems like we've been seeing a lot more shitty cops than good cops. And, you know, in in my experience, I've up until COVID happened, uh, I always had pre- a pretty good experience. But even even I will admit when when COVID first happened, uh, we had we had cop cars patrolling our neighborhood um, for, uh, you know, to make sure that people weren't breaking in the neighbor- neighborhood and trying to steal stuff, which that part I'm okay with. But there was one incident where I was, where I was outside, you know, by the bay, just kind of rolling along in my chair. You guys have seen me do those streams. I was just minding my own business. Again, I'm not one to wear a mask, at least not in my own neighborhood, because it's my neighborhood. There aren't a lot of people out there, out there, especially not at like, I don't know, five in the afternoon. I was just minding my own business. All of a sudden, this cop pulls up and uh, asks me why I'm not wearing a mask, and he gets to be real... He gets to be a bit of an asshole about it. And I tell him, you know, there, there's there's no law in place that says I have to wear a mask. And uh, he says, well, you really you really should wear, wear one. And the way he's saying it, um, you know, it, it, just his tone of voice was uh, kind of in intimidating it but you know I held my ground and said you know I understand that but I uh I'm not wearing I'm not wearing a mask in my own neighborhood when I go and you know public to big stores or whatever then I will but in my neighborhood um you know I think I'm pretty safe here and um you know I I appreciate your concern but um you know, please, uh, you know, please, uh, move on. And at that, and at this point too, I pulled my phone out and started, uh, I, or I didn't record, but I pretended like I was recording and, uh, he kind of did move on, but it, it, it just goes to, to show that, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of these authority figures during COVID got, Board, now, now that's just one incident. Um, you know, I also, speaking of law enforcement, I've also said for years now that I think TSA is a uh, major pain in the ass. Uh, sometimes, unfortunately, li- literally, and this goes back to another thing. You know, if we want to talk about police brutality and whatnot, let's talk about the Patriot Act, uh, you know, too, which has, originally I was before the Patriot Act, but it's been, you know, 18 years, almost, since, uh, you know, 9-11 happened. It's it's coming up on 20 years, uh, and we've had the Patriot, we've had the Patriot Act. Think about it this way, folks. I'm 25. We've had the Patriot Act since I was fucking six years old. And what has it done 
other than, uh, you know, allow the government to spy on us more readily and more easily, which, you know, that includes law enforcement. Um, it's, it hasn't really stopped any, uh, you know, terror threats. I can think of maybe, maybe one that, you know, the TSA stopped that I can remember. And that was when that idiot tried to, uh, smuggle a bomb onto, onto the plane with his shoe. And, uh, I don't even think the TSA, like, stopped that in the line. Like, I think he was able to get to, to the gate before someone stopped him. I think airport security might have actually stopped that one. You know, just local airport police. But it's, but bottom line is, it's not so much a race issue that we need to be talking about here. I mean, it, it certainly is for some communities, but. By and large, I think this is more of an authority issue because I can I can guarantee you that if that if George Floyd was a white guy and well I can almost guarantee you we, we don't know what happened for sure but it's pretty safe to say that if you know, George Floyd had been a, a white guy. People people say he, he might not have been killed, but we don't we don't know that for sure. You know that that cop might have still had his foot on Floyd's neck. Uh, that that asshole cop would have most likely been an asshole to uh, you know a white guy and killed him as much as a, a black guy. And uh, he also this is the other thing. That cop had 19 prior citations, 19, and he was still allowed to be a cop. So that's the main issue I see. Um, you know, as far as the protests go, I think uh, I think the peaceful protests are warranted. That you know, yes, Black Lives do matter, and we need police reform reforms. When it's peaceful protests like that, that I can, you know, I can, I can get behind that. What I can't get behind is when uh, Antifa shows up and, uh, you know, starts these paid activists who start burning buildings and rioting and, and uh, you know, shit like that and breaking into, uh, you know, small business owners and burning shit down. I mean... Hell, I've done three streams so far just this week with uh, the Versa Media guys where we have watched uh, in real time as these cities have burned on the news feed and done commentary. And, uh, you know, I've got to say, I'm, I'm doing it again at 11 uh, with the Versa Media guys, so I will be restreaming that here and on their channel as well so check that out quick plug but yeah this this lawlessness is no way to uh solve things at all so uh we need to talk more about you know we need to talk more about 
police brutality and authority and whatnot as a societal issue rather than uh, just uh, a race issue alone. Let's, uh, let me go ahead and check some of the comments. Uh, so, so far we have, let's see. A cop arrested a duck in my town yesterday. What a clock. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Just watching the world burn. Two out of three, not bad. Oh, yeah, in terms of platforms. Uh, have you seen his rap sheet, Sam? Uh, Floyd's? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Johnny. I mean, I'm not saying that George Floyd was, you know, a, a good guy necessarily. I, this is the other thing is, you know, this is the one thing where I will give Black Lives Matter, well, I'll give Black Lives Matter crap on a lot of stuff, but uh, needless to say, you know, George Floyd, Mike, Mike Brown, all, none of them have exactly been angels, but at the same time, uh, you know, this, uh, this Darren guy or whatever, the, the cop's name wasn't, uh, an angel either. I mean, putting your knee on, on the guy's neck, that is a little upset, that is a bit much, you know, use of excessive force, I believe the term is, uh, Oh yeah, we've great. We have uh, some people turning tuning in on uh, D Live as well. So uh, yeah. so um, you know, I don't think anyone really sums this uh, thing better up this week than uh, Tucker Carl Carlson. He did a uh, he did a fantastic uh, segment on this earlier this week about how the uh, uh, these riots have been breaking out and happening, and yet the, uh, you know, the politicians on both sides don't really seem to, seem to uh, give a damn about much of this. And uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to uh, play a bit of it here in just a sec. I'm not going to play the whole segment, but I'm going to play the first few minutes of it because I think it is definitely uh, worth watching for sure. So uh, this is Tucker's monologue from earlier this week, which I want to break down about how our, our politicians really have, uh, you know, kind of let us down here. So anyway, uh, cut number one, roll the tape. When the mobs came, they abandoned us. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. The nation went up in flames this weekend. No one in charge stood up to save America. Our leaders dithered, they cowered, they openly sided with the destroyers. In many cases, they egged them on. Later, they will deny doing any of this. They are denying it now. But you know the truth because you saw it happen. This is how nations collapse. When no one in authority keeps order, and when so many in our professional class encourage violence, 
American citizens are forced to defend themselves. They have no choice. No one else is going to defend them. They know that now. It's possible that more people will be hurt in coming days. That would be a tragedy. But in an environment like this, more violence could very well lead to a cascade of new tragedies, to something far bigger and more destructive than anything we have seen so far. So this isn't over. It might simply be the beginning. We pray it isn't. It's hard to think clearly about anything that's going on right now, the chaos, the destruction, the relentless lying from above. It's all too much. Americans are bewildered and they are afraid, but most of all, they are filled with rage, angrier than they have ever been. The worst people in our society have taken control. They did nothing to build this country. Now they are tearing it down. They are rushing us toward mass suicide. So how do we respond? We must protect ourselves and our families. Once again, we have no choice but to do that. But we cannot allow ourselves to become like they are. We are not animals. We are Americans. In the face of such indecency, we must resolve to be decent. We believe this country has a future. We intend for our children to live and thrive here. That is what we are defending. All our leaders do is set us against each other. They stage a never-ending national cockfight for their profit and amusement. But we're not going to play along. We will love our neighbors relentlessly in spite of all of it, not because they look like us or share our political views, but we love them because they are human beings and they are Americans. Those are the bonds that tie us together, the bonds our leaders seek to destroy. We can't let them. And by the way, this is what I have been trying to say all week long to a lot of my, uh, you know, I, to a lot of my IRL friends. And, you know, to their credit, a lot of the regular listeners of, the, of this show agree but a lot of people just want to get angry and politicize this and you know like i said i am i'm in 90% you know agreement that a lot of this you know shit with the with the cops a lot of the anger is justified but i don't want to i don't want to politicize this totally and a lot of them do they want to defund the cops which i don't think you know, completely, which I don't think is a good idea. And, you know, like, like Tucker Carlson says, we need to love our neighbors regardless of race or political affiliation. Uh, you know, but the political left, they don't want that. So, like I said, I'm not going to play this whole clip, but uh, I do want to keep on playing it because he makes some uh, valid points here. We should start by being unsparingly honest about what is happening right now. Truth is our defense, and it's our country's last hope. We plan to use tonight's hour to create a record of this moment right now to show you what's really going on in your country. We feel an obligation to do that before the facts are spun into propaganda by the liars or the images are pulled off the Internet forever, as many of them inevitably will be. We're going to begin tonight with where my family lives and has lived for 35 years in the northwest quadrant of Washington, D.C. This is called Mac Market. It's on MacArthur Boulevard, which is named after General MacArthur during the war. It's our neighborhood store. It's walking distance from my house. People meet there every morning for coffee. Kids come after school for candy. It's as close to a community gathering spot as we have. The market is run by the Kim family. Kims are immigrants from Korea. They are revered in our neighborhood for their decency and their hard work. When they lost their son several years ago, the neighbors grieved for them. The Kims are not political. They've never hurt anyone. They only make things better. 
But last night, the mob came for their store. At 1 a.m. this morning, Mr. Kim was kneeling alone on the sidewalk trying to salvage what he has spent his life building. Scenes like this played out in hundreds of neighborhoods across this country, maybe yours. Here are a few. In Columbia, South Carolina, a man called the police when things began to fall apart. Riders saw him call. They surrounded that man and they beat him. Onlookers laughed as he was pummeled. Oh, yeah, no. They about to get on his In Rochester, New York, a group of eight men smashed the windows of a jewelry store. A couple who lived above the shop emerged to confront them. Both of them were viciously beaten with a ladder and a two-by-four. In Dallas, a man armed with what appeared So you kind of have to ask, and I've actually asked this question, uh, what the hell, you know, do these riots accomplish, right? Because some people out there, or, or mainly the Antifa activists out there, are saying that, you know, riots are completely, uh, you know, justified. The anger and the upheaval is, you know, justified because of the, you know, police brutality and the murder of of George Floyd. Okay, but what does beating a defenseless, you know, what what does beating and, you know, possibly even killing shop owners do to solve any of that? Like, I've asked that question. Oh, you're, oh, you're missing the point, bro. That, that's, that's not what it... That's not what it's about at all. Really? Because that's what it's becoming about. So again, what do any, what does any of these rioting, what do any of these riots, you know, have to do with anything at all? Now, the other thing I do want to point out, I should have pointed this out at the beginning, is this clip is from June 1st. So, the beginning of the week. I believe when Tucker did this monologue, Trump hadn't yet you know, stood in front of that church, but we'll get, we'll get to that too. Um, so, continuing on. ...to be a sword, did his best to defend a business from looters. The mob bashed him in the head with a rock and a skateboard. What are you doing? What are you It's hard to watch. In San Jose, rioters with crowbars stormed the highway and attacked vehicles trying to pull drivers from their cars. Yeah, Johnny in the uh, in the chat says these rioters are exposing the biggest pieces of shit in society. Keep notes. 
Yeah, and uh, also th thanks for reminding. Yeah, there there's also that video I think I saw on your channel, Johnny. Um, I think that I think there was that video on your on your channel, Johnny, of the. Uh, in fact, let me try and find actually. I, I think it's the video, if I'm not mistaken, of of the uh, protester strangling the puppy because that that also uh, went viral. That also went viral. You actually had one of the one of the best. I mean, it's not. It's horrible, but as far as like you know the quality of the video itself, you actually had one of the better ones I saw. Uh, and yeah, folks, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to the Ellen Benjamin stuff uh, later tonight too, because uh, I mean, let's face it, that's the that is like one of the only uh, good things that is. Going on, Johnny Arcade. Okay, yeah, peaceful puppies strang. Quote unquote peaceful puppy, peaceful protester strangles a puppy on live TV. Yeah, well, this violent protester strangled a peaceful puppy. That's more. <laughs> Uh-huh. Now, look at that, folks, and tell me, was, is that fucking justified in George Floyd's name? Is that, how is that beating police brutality? How is that solving, uh, you know, black oppression in America, quote-unquote. How is, uh, how is doing that to a, to a dog helping anything? See, this, this is the other thing. Uh, you're not allowed to uh, criticize these violent rioters, you know, for, for this stuff. Otherwise, you know, you're, you're allowing yourself with, with police brutality again, this goes back to my whole thing of when we talk about police brutality, we we really need to take the race equation out of it. Scott Adams, too, actually brought this up, okay? In one of his periscopes, uh, he, he did the, um, you know, Scott Adams, the guy who... who who uh, writes Dilbert, he does Periscopes a lot, and I mean, he, he does them a couple, couple times a day. I think I got his Periscope on Tuesday, and uh, the title of his Periscope was basically making the the sale. And he basically says something to the effect of, I, I can't find it on YouTube, I don't think anyone has posted it there yet. He basically says, okay, Black people have successfully made the sale about police brutality in America. And they say they want, uh, you know, white help 
But um, until they bring us to the table and ask for our help regarding police brutality, they're not going to be able to fix things on their own. And also, they can't be saying, we want your help, but then also, uh, you know, criticizing us for trying to help them, too, which is something that they've done, too, with these uh, protests somewhat. So, yeah, the uh, the image of the puppy getting strangled, that was, that was disturbing. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I could just, you know, play footage of some of these demonstrations going on. I, I play them nonstop. Like I said, I'll be on with the, uh, Versa guys starting around 11 to, uh, you know, start doing that. But, um... Yeah, I mean, look here. These uh, these riders are pulling people out of their cars too. This was in San Jose. In Birmingham, Alabama, a local reporter called Stephen Quinn was beaten and then he was robbed on live television as he tried to cover the looting. That is the, the horrible scene that you see right there as they, they are We're wanting to make sure that Stephen is all right. In Portland, Oregon, a man was beaten, apparently for daring to carry an American flag in public. He never released the flag, by the way. I'm done with people like you. Oh, no, no. Yeah, anyone who's conservative or, hell, anyone who loves America on either side of the aisle there, folks, needs to get the hell out of Portland as fast as they can. Like, even if you're a moderate liberal, leave because, I mean, I've covered, um, I've covered Portland for years and years uh, with my... Uh, friend Dan Sandini, uh, and, um, you know, Portland, Portland has been a leftist shithole for years, so, th this, this doesn't really surprise me at all that the, that Antifa is worst there. Um, okay. Uh, so like I said, I, I don't want to play this whole entire clip of uh, Tucker, but it is worth watching, so I will put it in the uh, show notes uh, after the sh show and um, whatnot. But I did find a fascinating article 
from, of all places, medium.com that I want to read for you. And I shared this on uh, Twitter earlier, but I think it is worth watching. Um, this is by uh, Caitlin Johnstone, who uh, isn't necessarily a, known for being right-wing, exactly. But I've read some of her stuff, and although she is eh, somewhat liberal... She's not as bad as uh, some other people out there, and I read this before before the, before the show, and I actually thought it made a lot of uh, sense here. So, uh, headline for those of you uh, listening on audio. The establishment only dislikes Trump because he puts an ugly face on the empire. <clears throat> Barack Obama has given his perfunctory speech about black about the Black Lives Matter protests taking place in America de- today, and it was every bit as full of pretty words and, and empty of actual substance as you'd expect from a president who spent eight years uh, stagnating the progressive movement with with empty help narrative while advancing the same murderous, oppressive agendas as his predecessors. The former president talked about changes that need to be made, as though he wasn't the most powerful politician in America for for two full terms. President Nation's police officers saying, quote-unquote, the vast majority of them protect and serve the people and encourage them to continue making empty gestures of solidarity with the protesters to calm them down. Uh, Quote, I want to acknowledge the folks in law enforcement that shared the goal of reimagining, reimagining policing, Obama said, because there are folks out there who, who took their oath to serve your communities and to your countries who have the tough job and I know you're just as outraged about the tragedies in the recent weeks as are many of the protesters. So we're grateful for, for the vast majority of you who protect and serve. I've been heartened to see those in law enforcement who recognize let me march along with those protesters. Let me stand side by side and recognize that I want to be part of the solution and have shown restraint and volunteered and, and engaged and listened because you've been a vital part of the conversation and change everything that is going to require everyone's participation. Which, by the way, folks, I, I do want to editorialize a bit here. Um, you know, police should not be bowing down like that when it comes to... Uh, uh, you know, I've I've seen pictures of the cops kneeling with the protesters, uh, which they should not be doing. They should not be, you know, kowtowing to the to the protesters' whims, even if they are peaceful. But they are authority figures, so they at least need to, uh, you know, maintain that presence out there. So uh, back to the article. 
Uh, George W. Bush also weighed in on the protests with the with the quote-unquote compassionate conservative who murdered a million Iraqis, sending liberals throughout the Twitterverse into fits of ecstasy with his emotional plea for empathy and shared commitment and bold action and peace and a peace rooted in justice. Injustice. Uh, establishment narrative mongers on both sides of Amer- America's imaginary partisan divide have been saturating the mass media with gushing praise for the two former presidents and their wonderful worlds of healing and unity. And indeed, the words are quite nice. They will change exactly nothing, but they sound nice. And that is exactly what a U.S. president's job is. Not to end police brutality and systemic racism. Not to make change is which benefit the American people. And certainly not to make the world a less violent murderous place. But to say pretty words which lull the public into a pleasant propaganda-induced coma. Well, the sociopathic oligarchs who really run things rob them blind. So yeah, I will I will say this for Caitlin Johnstone. She's she's a bit out there when it comes to uh you know, some of this stuff. She is on the left and I don't necessarily agree with everything that she writes, but even a broken clock is right twice a day on some of this stuff. So, uh, you know, she at, she at least gets that uh, part of it. So, um, there was also an article on The Verge that I wanted to uh, read for you. This, this actually got pretty annoying here. Let me see if I can pull this up. And in the meantime, uh, let me read the uh, chat here. So, um, hold on a sec. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. Oh, going back, to the, going back to the dog thing. Um, yeah, the dog had zero to do with Floyd. Anyone who, who can hurt an animal is just because it's a turtle. Shitbag. Yep, yep, I agree. Uh, John Arcade. Blacks love dogs, Sam. Uh, what does this lead to? Cops will and are already quitting left and right. Military police... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Shuffle point makes it makes a good point. If you think that this is actually going to solve the issues of the police, this ain't gonna do jack. Uh, this bad. Apex Gamma. Oh, shoot! Shady J is uh, in the chat. So uh, Sam is 
probably on the floor. Um, no, I'm I'm not on the floor yet, Shady J. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, and then Fat Keckboy with some really great stickers on uh, DLive. So, the white girls, uh, the white girls, uh, fuck dogs. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they do. So, um, yeah, everyone, everyone go over there and subscribe on, uh, DLive.tv slash Field Report as well. Um, so, because I have a feeling that YouTube might not like what I'm saying here the, these days, but I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Basically, I wanted to pop up an article because this Black Lives Matter propaganda has uh, started popping up all over the place again. Uh, let me see if I can pull this up. Thought I had this in my bookmarks, but I'll have to manually Google this. Um, call Call of Duty. Uh, basically, folks, in the latest, uh, Call of Duty update, and, uh, okay, so here's the article I, I bookmarked, and I will pull up on the, uh, screen for you guys here. Sorry about the wait. Um, basically, um... Headline from the New York Post. Uh, Call of Duty adds Black Lives Matter message to loading screen. And, uh, yeah. Let's, uh, no, no escaping this anymore. No escaping it. So. Ahem. Uh, Call of Duty is adding a new feature to its me mega popular modern warfare game. Social activism. The best-selling shooting game now includes a message splashed on its loading screen with Black Lives Matter written in large, bold print. Our, our community is hurting, the statement first spotted by The Verge reads. The systemic inequalities our community experiences are once again center stage. 
Well, yeah, I, I will. I will say that, that the gaming com- community uh, has severe inequality in it. You're you're right at that. I mean, it's you know the gaming community is filled with a bunch of guys who can't get laid. So that's pretty uh, unequal, you know, in and of itself. Um, but all joking aside, though. Uh, Call of Duty and Infinite War Ward stand for equality and inclusion. We stand against the racism and injustice our black community endures. Until change happens and black lives matter, we will never truly be the community we strive to be. End quote. The message which pops up anytime players boot the game up, or switch between modes on the game's menu, arrived after the developer Infinity Ward announced that it was busy issuing thousands of daily bans of racist and hate-oriented names, but acknowledged that it has to do more. Oh, so, uh, people are... So Infinity Ward is now gaming, is now banning gamer tags now, huh? Uh, which is, yeah, uh, early this week, Pablo Video Game, uh, Fortnite announced it was, that it was quote-unquote delaying its end-of-season event in the wake of the George Floyd, uh, protests, saying that it was giving time for the team to focus on themselves, their families, and in their communities. Uh, shares of publisher Activision Blizzard were down nearly 2% in early morning trading. And uh, let's see, this article came out on yesterday. Yesterday morning, so June 5th. Okay, and we've seen the same stuff with, uh, you know, Netflix, uh, Apple Music, Spotify had a big black backup thing. Heck, Reddit, of course, it was no surprise. Uh, Reddit changed their whole icon, uh, you know, to Black Lives Matter, basically. Uh, you, you can't escape this, um, anymore, no matter where you go. And look, I mean, I think, I think there is, uh, you know, a time and place to talk about this, but, um, you know, geez, let the escapism remain just that, escapism. Uh, not everything has to be, um, you know, so, I mean, we are living in dark times, and that's the unfortunate thing, and I am afraid that these protests aren't going to get any uh, better as time goes on, unfortunately. I think they're just going to get more violent and more chaotic. Um, With that being said, though, I also think that in terms of entertainment and in terms of, you know, pop culture, obviously people have the right to say what they want to, it's a free country, but I do think it's a little much to have a flat, 
to have uh, a flat, to have a, uh, uh, I can't speak, a uh, splash screen of uh, Black Lives Matter in your video game whenever you boot the game up. That's a bit much. We literally can't escape any of this uh, propaganda. And by the way, I, I, I will say, I will ask what I've always asked about this. Uh, when, have, when have black lives not mattered in, in recent history? As a society, I mean, the cop did get arrested uh, for killing Floyd. He did get in trouble. It wasn't like he just killed this guy. It wasn't like he killed uh, Floyd in cold blood and then just walked away. He's, I mean, he got his conviction, uh, you know, upgraded from third degree murder to second degree murder. Um, you know, to say Black Lives Matter is true because they do matter, but I have to ask. In 2020, who is saying that black lives don't matter? That's what I want to know. Other than the, uh, you know, other than the wig gnats out there, the, uh, you know, the white supremacists and the blatant alt-right, is society still really saying that black lives you know, don't matter. That that's what I'm not getting here. They they do matter, and they they should matter. All lives matter. But you know, I I bet that alone will will at least get me in trouble on uh, you know, YouTube for sure. Which, by the way, let me make sure that the. Uh, you know, chat is still working. Here, um, should still be working. Um, so, I don't know how much of a de of a delay there is. So, also, uh, D Live seems to be working pretty well. So that's good at least. Um, yeah. First time multi-streaming on two platforms, so that's why I'm, uh, you know, that's why I'm checking everything to make sure it works. So anyway, folks, uh, you know, that is the serious end of the, uh, of the news here. So, uh, you know, it's, it's been a, it's been a hell of a week here, folks, and like I said, uh, you know, I don't think that the peaceful protests are unwarranted. I think they certainly are justified. But I don't think rioting is the solution at all. And, uh, you know, it's going to make things worse in the long run as opposed to uh, better. So, um, you know, before we end tonight's, uh, you know, first hour of the program, I'll be back for the second hour worth of Versus Media once I uh, get connected with them um, here. Um, 
I do want to uh, I do want to share some good news with you guys, uh, which is that uh, Big Bear is finally getting his comeuppance. Hopefully, after all this time, um, th this video. Let me uh, let me find it. Uh, comes from Milker Nation. And uh, let's see. Oh, I. I thought I thought it was here uh let me see. Oh maybe it maybe it's on maybe it's on Johnny's channel. It's probably on Johnny Arcade's channel if I if I'm not if I'm not mistaken here. Uh, Vox said, John, Johnny says, Vox said today we should all be supporting this despite our hatred of Owen. Uh, hold, hold, okay, yeah, th thanks, Johnny. Um, yeah, so long story short, for those of you who, who haven't seen this already in the community, um, Owen Benjamin is getting sued by, uh, Patreon. Owen and Vox both are are getting sued by um, Patreon, which is great. Uh, fucking fantastic. Um, let me let me let me open up Discord. Uh, Johnny, hold hold on. Um, yeah, di okay, yeah. Discord is open, so or or you can, yeah. I guess send it to me that way, since you're not on on Twitter. Um, but yeah, I. I'm glad to see that Owen is uh, finally getting sued. I, I suppose I could pull up the uh, the thing on Reddit here real quick, which explains the whole situation. Let me go. Let me go to my screen here. Okay. Um. Go to my vids there up. Okay. Uh will do. So Yeah, usually I have all this stuff um Usually I have all this stuff queued up, but uh you know with with the new D live thing with the 
multi-streaming, it's, uh, you know, I'm having to actually, like, do two windows of Chrome and minimizing and whatnot, so, um, yeah. So, uh, also, streamlabs.com forward slash the Wiffle Report if you want to, uh, donate, uh, to the program. Alright, so, um, so, this is great, folks. I am ecstatic about this. So, first video I want to play for you guys, um, is this doozy right here, uh, did Owen Benjamin and his fans try to extort Patreon for $3.5 million? This is a, uh, oh boy, this is a, this is a great one. I'm excited. Take it away, Johnny. A man threatened to assert and offered to settle claims by other patrons. Realizing that his claims had no merit, Smith solicited other patron users to assert additional meritless claims on his behalf, hoping that the weight of scores of nuisance cases would accomplish what a single nuisance case could not. Specifically, a multi-million dollar settlement for Smith and a reinstatement of his Patreon account. Consistent with that strategy, on November 12, 2019, after the Smith arbitration had been submitted, Attorney Mann told Patreon's in-house counsel, Colin Sullivan, the man also represented 83 individuals who intend to file 83 individual demands for arbitration to be administered by JAMS. Concerning the matter of Patreon's interference in their separate contractual relationships with Owen Benjamin Smith, Exhibit D, the following day, Mann invited settlement discussions, stating that settlement discussions between Smith and Patreon would certainly address all the arbitrations we have mentioned, including Owens and those yet to be filed. On November 15, 2019, in anticipation of a settlement conversation with Patreon, Mann made a settlement demand. Mann wrote that he would proceed with the individual patron claims unless patron agreed to pay Smith $2.2 million and reinstate Smith's patron account. Mann continued, Our intention is to address all claims, Smith's and the individual patrons, and any discussions with you based upon the required relief described above. Now, Patreon rejected that offer. In December of 2019, Mann increased the demand. He informed Patreon that he would file claims on behalf of 100 Patreon users unless Patreon agreed to pay $3.5 million and reinstate Smith's account. Patreon rejected that offer as well. On January 6, 2020, Mann and Smith followed through on their threat and filed the 100 additional claims. Although each patron statement of claim recites that the claimant has remitted payment of the 250 arbitration fee 
In fact, Smith's attorney submitted a single check for $25,000 on behalf of all the individual patron claimants. So, basically, Owen is uh, now getting sued for trying and extorting, uh, you know, Patreon, along with 85, along with like 73 other uh, bears out there. Now, here's something that I do want to bring to people's attention, and I'm not... I'm not even exactly sure that you've considered this, Johnny, but I do want to uh, bring one thing up. So uh, that sounds like extortion to me, folks. Uh, basically, basically, Vox and Owen uh, got 85 or I guess like, you know, 74 people, probably more than that to you know, file lawsuits against Patreon on Owen's behalf. And now, Patreon is countersuing them in in retaliation. So, where did Owen basically learn this, you know, mass arbitration technique? Where did he learn it, by chance? Well, I actually had someone, I haven't read this myself, but um, a friend of mine, or rather, I guess you could say someone I've had on the, uh, you know, inside of things, uh, read this gem for me. Let me pull it up for you guys. Uh, SJWs Always Lie. By Vox Day. Uh, taking down the Thought Police. Now, this is a clear, uh, you know, this is a clear ripoff of uh, when of Jonah Goldberg's uh, book, Liberal Fa- Fascism. The cover and uh, everything is a total rip-off. But basically, from what I understand, the synopsis of this book is basically, from what I understand, simply to just use the SJW uh, tactics against the quote-unquote SJWs themselves, right? So, in this case, you know, Vox and Owen claim that Patreon are a bunch of social justice warriors, um, you know, and that they're censoring Owen's free speech and all that, you know, garbage nonsense. I mean, which they are, but it's because Owen's, you know, a piece of crap uh, and violated their terms more than once, I, you know, should say. Um, So basically, you know, what do you do? 
you do what Antifa and the and the radical left do, and you basically threaten to sue, you know, the company and bring multiple lawsuits against them and basically blackball them into giving you what what you want, which is what Owen and Vox have done. And so Owen probably read this book, or Vox basically just told them the synopsis of this book here, which I'm not going to spend the $5.99 on because it's not worth it at all. But basically, Vox is using his own stupid, you know, tactics against Patreon that he lists in this book. And now, you know, and now, well, let's let's see the reaction here from uh, from Big Bear him, himself, right? Guys, I'm getting sued. Patreon is suing me. Guys. Uh, so, how did, did using these SJW tactics work out for Owen? Let's find out. This is going to be news to all of the backers who are currently engaged in arbitrations. Patreon has filed a lawsuit in California against 72 of the 95 or so backers who are in arbitration against them. Now, before anybody panics and before anybody starts sending emails saying, am I on the list or not? What you have to understand is this isn't how the legal system works. It's, it's important to understand that these companies and their, their, their legal servitors center all their strategy around fear. All of it. It's all about how we're going to sue you. We're going to take your house. Can we tell the people about what they accused us of when we first talked to them? Okay, so that's pretty funny that Vox is saying, oh, you know, Patreon isn't really going to do anything. They're just scaring us because... I seem to remember at the end of last year, probably around like Thanksgiving or so, maybe right before Thanksgiving, right? Davy Davy Crocker was gonna get sued for hacking, for quote unquote uh, hacking unauthorized TV, right? That was gonna be a huge, you know, thing, uh, you know, big no-no. And, you know, uh, Davy Crocker was going to get sued. Johnny was going to get sued. Uh, they were going to try and found out, find out who, who Milker Nation was and get his, you know, ass sued. Like, I, I, was, I was told by some of my, uh, you know, insiders that uh, yours true was also on the list, so... You know they were gonna sue all the all the uh, all the secret gamma kings. You know for for <laughs> for for uh, you know for for torturous for or for uh, torturous interference or uh, tortoise interference in Teddy Spaghetti's case, right? So that was their big thing. So now Owen is getting a little scared scared here, folks. 
he's getting scared. Oh yeah, a- absolutely. The the um, the crazy thing is that they accused people who had never talked to them in any capacity of trying to commit extortion. Yeah. Now that the people see the severity of this, you know, there's people that are like, oh, I went in fact, aren't even serving people. We we may be putting them out of business. And there's and I have a lot of friends on Patreon. So just rest assured that if we do put them out of business, the social galactic guys will most likely create a much better one. And if we do happen to inadvertently wipe out PayPal, uh, then we want to try to help the good people who have been used or not PayPal. Sorry getting ahead of ourselves <laughs> um, if we happen to inadvertently wipe out a service that people actually need then we want yeah they're they're listen folks they're not going to uh wipe out uh they're just not going to uh wipe out patreon it, it's it's not gonna happen and they're they're certainly not going to wipe out paypal though the lar- one of the largest payment processors in the world. Oh, uh, yeah, Owen and Owen Vox. Those two are going to dig down to the biggest, you know, payment processors. You know, for content. F- you know, I mean, Patreon is one of the biggest payment collecting places for, you know, content creators like them or not. You know, PayPal. Is- PayPal is a massive payment platform, period. And they think they're going to take down both of those companies? Yeah. Also, John Arcade says, uh, I wasn't going to get sued. I wasn't part of that. I mean, neither was neither was Davey. You know, Davey wasn't involved in any hacking or anything, but, I mean, it, they were full of Bluster. Anyway. And uh, Owen looks nervous, too, I might add. I want to make sure that, that people have access to some sort of replacement. Yeah, because we never thought that that was even on the table at first. We thought that we were going to get me replatformed and justice was going to be served. And I, But the way they're acting, I started getting a little nervous. I have a lot of fr- I have friends on Patreon, and I'm like... Man, are we gonna destroy Patreon? Because <laughs> they're acting so crazy, guys. Like to the point where I I would feel bad for them if they weren't just so viciously evil. They're not even suing Patreon. You guys don't even understand what we've been doing this whole time. And then they threaten to take my house and all this stuff. We know what you've been, we know what you've been doing in your spare time, Mister uh, you know Mister Room Wax and Gay Pornos. We know what you've been doing. And it was just such an obvious bluff. Oh, and I'm so freaking proud of you. We're, it's not over yet, guys. We're still fighting here. We're not, this isn't a victory uh, dance. We're just letting all my backers know that they're going to try and posture with them. And to not, and to stand strong. And no matter what happens, we'll, that's the power of communities. We come together and we make it happen. You, you're, never, you're never alone. You're never on your own in any of this. And I'll just leave it at that. The lawyers we're up against with Patreon are not on Patreon's side. They're on their side. They're running Patreon into the dirt. And we, you know, are not talking to any of them because last time they accused us of extortion because they're liars. 
Uh, no, and they're not liars. That's exactly what you tried to do. I mean, you even, you even said to, you and Vox even said that in your, in your streams to put pressure on Patreon that way. So, yeah, the, yeah, so Patreon is, isn't lying, and, I mean, and, I mean, yeah, they, they don't have their, they don't have their own team of lawyers, but most companies, most companies like that don't. I mean, there are some companies like Microsoft and Apple who might have, but most other companies uh, in the Valley and tech, they contract with law firms, Outside, that's how the law works, Owen. But uh, oh boy, yeah. So that was the one good thing to uh, come out of all this stuff. So, so uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Alan Pell says. Um, Alan Pell says, I know base, base texting and calling in uh, part of getting sued. Yeah, I don't know about that. I I don't know about that. I, I the, risk, the list is out there on Reddit, uh, folks, but uh, Johnny says, take that, take that fucking house, God, please. Well, well Johnny, is, is the house going to, is the house going to be worth anything, though? That's the question. Um, doesn't really seem like it. I mean, the the way the way Owen's been taking care of the house, it doesn't seem like it's going to be worth anything. So, uh, you should play the Vox stream from today, Sam. Uh, the explanation starts getting good at about five minutes. Okay, the okay Vox's stream from today. You know what? I'll go it along. I'll I'll go it I'll go it along today, and uh, let me let me find let me find that stream. I can't believe I I can't believe I'm actually going to. Into uh, Vox's channel. That's scary. Uh, it's color re revision comes to America, right? Right, guys. I'm assuming that's what this is. What this is. Let me hold on. Let me get back to the chat here. Um. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, oh yeah, it is, I think. Uh, Alan asks, Sam, is the reason your old guy's eyes no ears and no mouth because you hear no evil, see no evil, and speak no evil? Alan, that's as good of an explanation as an if. So, uh, Vox still streams? I figured he would just admit defeat after being demoralized by some people <laughs> all of them out for his bullshit. Yeah, um, yeah, Warfist, that's actually a, a good point, so. I mean, and Alan, as far as the logo goes, I hadn't considered that, but that's good lore. So, by the way, shout out to uh, Evil Eric for making that logo. Um, but yeah. I guess. Alright. that you do so if you go to what they are is they are so-called leaders who are installed as uh, globalist puppets uh, there are obviously a number of countries where they shut this down if not necessarily specifically as the determined that the government that was blamed for having shot the rioters hadn't actually shot them the the shots were coming from okay oh uh, yeah i got elsewhere. i got your uh thing and it looks like they actually ended up um th that there were some snipers working for the color revolutionaries who shot the people who were nominally on their own side and so um the game is remember we live in a okay folks so uh, wrong stream apparently world. uh johnny just sent me the link and so here it is um, and yes, uh, okay, so this is the right one, uh, the panic at Patreon, this was today's stream, I guess. Also, I do want to note that Vox should probably mute his microphone, um, you know, while playing the, uh, intro, like I, I do, I can hear his breathing. And that's pretty unprofessional. Some of their users. And uh, the reason that I'm addressing this publicly, because we've actually... 73, 74. What? Uh, about uh, some of the stuff that we haven't uh, let people know about. And so... Uh, what we're going to let you know about is some stuff that uh, is. Uh, okay, get to the, get to the point. They've attempted to dox and make life difficult for the seventy-two bears that are uh, currently uh, the the subject. So it of is seventy-two bears filed by Patreon. Um, let me see if I can find it here. There we are. Okay. So uh, the short title is Patreon Inc. versus uh, a gentleman by the name of Mike. Um, it's got the list of all 72 of the names, um, which is not 
technically a violation of the California Data Privacy Act. Unfortunately, the California Data Privacy Act specifically excludes legal claims from this. However, uh, it, it, it's a pretty unethical thing to do, especially in light of the fact that the um, in light of the fact that their their case is just absolutely ridiculous, if not retarded. Um, so anyhow, kind of like your case against Davy was retarded, dude. Yeah, right. So it is seventy four bears then that are that are getting sued. I see. See this, see, this is my other... Okay, so you guys want to hear my new theory regarding all this. My new theory regarding all this is that the, the 72 bears will get sued, right? I mean, Warfist in the comments just hit it on the head. They are sacrificing 72 bear cubs to Moloch. Exactly. See, Owen, Owen and Vox, the, the bears are going to get sued. And the 72 or 74 bears are, are most likely going to, to get crushed by, um, by Patreon. And, um... Then, Vox and Owen will just walk away scot-free. I mean that—that's—that's that's how grifters work. They'll—they'll they'll probably make up like some bullshit store with, uh, you know, with Patreon. Like, oh, you know, we didn't—we didn't tell any of our audience to go and harass you guys. These people were acting entirely on their own. Now I don't know how well that will work out. Concerning that, like, you know, they've openly talked about going after Patreon on their live streams and whatnot. But still, uh, as Warfist said, they will feed, they will feed bear cubs to Moloch. And, uh, yeah. So, let's see. Uh, keep playing it. He explains all of this. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying what my, what my new theory is to all this Johnny. Yeah, you know, let's see. Here's uh here's the first one. Vox Owen proving their leadership skills, leading their backers into a stupid detrimental situation they have no hoping of winning, no hoping of winning, which was also completely unnecessary. Okay, so let me go ahead and correct that one first. Um well, whoever commented that is absolutely right though. Vox and Owen are leading their fo followers down a down a bad path. Absolutely. We not only have a hoping of winning, we have already won. It's the, there was only ever one key core decision that mattered. And that decision has been made. That issue has been settled. Uh, it's all over now, except the, you know, playing out the, you know, grinding out the, the time. And uh, that's why Patreon is doing what they're doing. That's why they filed the lawsuit because they know it's over. And 
you know, if they weren't so retarded, they would have, uh, you know, simply accepted the reality of the situation from, from the beginning, because the whole situation was mathematically certain from the very beginning. But the core problem that they had is that they didn't go with a first rate law firm like Indiegogo did. You know, Oric has a bunch of people from uh, Stanford, Harvard Law, first rate, very smart lawyers. Uh, for whatever reason, and I'm beginning to suspect that a, a company like Oric would have told Patreon that they couldn't win, that it was a no-win situation. Uh, I don't know that that happened, but that's what I would tend to suspect. Now, keep in mind, I'm not a lawyer, so uh, I, I'm not up on the, you know, the various case law, written law, etc., etc. Oh, you're oh, you're not a lawyer, eh, Vox? Well, then how come you were threatening Davy Crocker with like torturous, uh, you know, interference and all that BS uh, a few months ago? You were you were claiming to be a big legal expert, you know. Then you were you were gonna you were gonna sue Davy and everyone associated with him a few months ago. Now, all of a sudden, that you're getting su sued, oh, I'm not an attorney at all, I'm not an expert. But Patreon is going to lose, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Keep telling yourself that. But the lawyers that I know are very, very, very good lawyers. You know, we're not talking about, um, you know, a, a little panty-waist boutique pit bulls out of Oakland, which is, is what they went with. Um, you know, one of my best friends, uh, is, uh, you know, former head of legal at a, a $2 billion company. Uh, in contrast with that, Patreon's head of legal is a young guy named Colin Sullivan, who got the job when he was three years out of the 143rd best law school in the country. So we're not talking about, you know, we're not, we're not even talking about third rate lawyers here. We're talking about people who are, you know, they're, they're not, they're not bottom feeders in the sense of, you know, the, <laughs> the, the, the rumpled tie guy, uh, you know, chasing ambulances They're but you know, they're probably a step up from that, maybe two. Yeah, yeah, good point. Johnny just brought up a good point too in the chat. Docs by boxes standards. Yeah, and I, I don't know if you guys can see the chat replay here here in in uh, my display window. I think uh, I'm showing that, but you guys might not be able to see it. But I just saw in the. Uh, in the chat replay window here, uh, the VFM or, you know, whatever Vox's premium members, one of them just said, uh, I wrote Colin a letter, uh, you know, which, eh, that's not, that, that's probably not a good, 
if uh, if the VFM are writing, you know, the, the opposing teams, the, you know, boxes, uh, you know, opponents, legal team, a, a letter, meaning it, it, it's not going to end up well for Vox, that is, so... Yeah. Um, but the key thing is that they, they simply didn't understand how arbitration works. They, they, they truly never understood how the, 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 the system functioned. And, uh, it's it was it was really bizarre to see how not only did they clearly not know but they they didn't even learn from their mistakes and it it got it, it's it's gotten quasi comical at times because they will uh uh Shuffle point makes a good point. Vox doesn't necessarily have a stake in this, though. I mean, not really. Like, like, like I said earlier, shuffle point. That that's my theory. He is going to uh, throw these seventy-two bears under the bus. Um, you know, for you know, basically. For Owen, Owen and Owen and Vox are going to throw their bears under the bus, just like they do with everyone. That this is a repeat pattern for for them. At least in my experience, it is with Owen. Uh, so you know, uh, and unfortunately for those bears who are now getting sued, we we tried to warn you. Uh, us at the D, at us at the DZ and Milgar Nation and everyone else, we we tried to warn you and we we document on all this stuff. Porcelain warned warned you too, but uh, you didn't want to listen, and now you guys are going to take the fall for these guys. Box explains later in the stream that he does have a have a dog in the fight. Uh, do you know what the Do you know what the timestamp is? I don't I don't want to like play this whole entire stream. I don't want the asshole trying to to flag my video for you know for stream mirroring or whatever. Even though that's not what I'm doing at all, but. Alan in the chat goes, uh, but Sam, Owen is a farmer. It's totally worth worth it. <laughs> it's totally worth it to throw my life away and harassing a blue a blue chip company. Yeah, well, and and let me tell you, this isn't this isn't the first time the Bears have uh, have done something like this, as I've explained to you guys. Um, two before, you know, after the whole gummy thing happened, 
the the Bears kept like again with the HJW tactics. The Bears were the ones who were uh, trying to get yours truly kicked off of uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and you know, like also bombarding the podcast ratings with uh, you know multiple mass spams of like bad reviews because of the gummy thing because I was merely associated with uh you know John Arcade so them them going after companies like this is not necessarily anything new per se but this is like the first time where I guess it's really you know fi- backfired on them so yeah Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, Johnny says, "Remember when Owen got canceled from those theaters and the Bears wrecked them in re- oh, reviews online?" Oh yeah, I mean they've done like I like I said, Johnny. Th- this is their motive. This is their modus operandi. That's what the Bears do. So, you know, and you know that that's that's partially why, at least for the audio podcast, I still am. You know, thankful to have Anchor as a sponsor because, uh, you know, Anchor basically told uh, them to screw off. So, uh, Patreon wouldn't waste the court's time with the 72. The focus would be on Owen, and that's it. I I hope I hope so. Uh, shovel point. Uh, if Patreon wins, it opens the door for other companies to sue. God, I hope so. God, I hope so, Alan. I I uh, honestly, I I I rarely hope that you know lawsuits ever are a thing. But in this case, God, I hope they win against Stone and Vox, and I hope they end up cleaning them out. So, okay, let's let's have a little more of this. Essentially, attempt to make their case to the people who are, you know, like the secretaries. I mean, it, it's it's as if they would show up at at the the law school. Or not the law school at the, at the at the court, and and start trying to recite their whole case to the clerk of the court. And so, you know, and the clerk of the court is just sitting there going, "Dude, just give me your check. I'll, I'll give you a number." You know, and so, um, but you now you have to keep in mind that there's also another element at work here which is the fact that we're pretty close to, if we haven't already reached the point where the interests of Patreon and the interests of their lawyers have diverged. You know, their lawyers have already failed, but they keep getting paid whether they're winning or losing. And the smart move, obviously, once you get to the point where the outcome is inevitable, is, you know, swallow hard, wave the white flag, 
reduce your losses as much as possible. That's what smart companies do. What stupid companies do is they listen to the lawyers beyond that point. Because once you get past that point, all the lawyers care about is making sure that they keep the checks coming. So they lose, you know, they lose on the important stuff. And then instead of telling the client, uh, hey, look, you know, we did our best, we took our best shot, but we lost, it's, it's time to end this. You know, that, that would be the ethical thing to do. But what, they, what the unethical people do, and trust me, these people are wildly unethical. I literally have never ever seen or heard of somebody who lies more frequently or more transparently than one of the lawyers for Patreon. I mean, self-projection there, Vox. That's what it sounds like to me is uh, self-projection there. Oh my, oh my God. Oh my, oh my God, folks. I just, I, I just saw one of the, one of the bears in the chat replay for Vox's stream just said, as Andrew Breitbart said, quote unquote, war. Yeah, yeah, Andrew Breitbart would never, uh, would never be good, would never support anything that that idiot Vox and Owen are doing. Uh, Julie Bear, Julie Bear, I'm, I'm going to be making fun of you from, from now on. Uh, yeah, yeah, Breitbart would, Breitbart would have never supported uh, any of the, any of the bear stuff. That's, oh my God, that is retarded. So it, it's amazing because he will lie about stuff in writing concerning things that he's already written. It's like he doesn't realize that people have memories or that that writing means that things last. It, it's it's astonishing. So anyhow, um, Tyler, if you're listening, I'm talking about you. I'm not even a lawyer, and I can see that you're practically retarded. <laughs> I mean, it's um, it it's astonishing. And I mean, here, here's how here is how dumb this guy is. When one of the lawyers talked to Patreon about a potential settlement. This idiot not only claimed. By the way, all all of, all of the uh, for those who are listening and for those of you who can't see in 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 the chat replay. Uh, sometimes I'm glad that Vox leaves the chat replay up because it is hilarious to read as this is going on because uh, 
basically like uh Owen and Vox are I mean Vox Vox's chat are basically like calling this lawyer guy a gamma. Yeah, this guy is such a gamma that he went to law school. That's how much of a gamma he is. So that uh, this was an attempt at extortion. Remember, the Patreon terms of use requires you to talk to them. Requires you to talk to them. So one lawyer talks to them, and the next thing we know, this idiot Tyler is writing letters to people about how multiple lawyers are attempting to commit extortion. Now, what's particularly amusing about this is that one of the lawyers had never had any contact with them whatsoever. Uh-huh. No conversation, no writing, no anything. He literally accused a lawyer of committing extortion who had never even had any communication with them. I mean, if this... So, again, this sounds like major self-projection here, folks. I mean, he might as well be talking about himself and his lawyers in regards to Davy Croco and everyone involved in, in that. That's what it sounds like. This guy doesn't end up getting disbarred at some point in time in his career. I will be surprised. Because... He has no, no self-restraint and uh, is, is just a, a, a... Yeah, because your legal team, which dubs, which dubs themselves, and again, for those of you listening on the auto podcast, I'm not making this shit up, the legal legion of evil. Uh-huh. Yeah, a legal team that names themselves that. That sounds like real. That sounds like a legal team with real self restraint and respect, right? Uh huh. A, a liar that is so shameless, it borders on the pathological. And so, um, anyhow, uh, so to go on, um, now, we're, so that was the, the the one issue that we're talking about there. Let's let's uh, look at some more of this uh, this keen legal analysis that we're that we're seeing from the the, the Reddit folks. Um, let's see, they filed false claims. Patreon is suing for arbitration and lawyer fees. Uh, no, they didn't file false claims. What they did is they. The uh, the Reddit folks. That must be us, right? Everyone in this audience and beyond. We're the we're. I'm assuming in this case we're the evil Reddit folks here. Hold the. Here's the exact sequence of events. Um. Patreon deplatforms Owen. Owen talks to them. Gets in touch with them. And talks to them as is required by the um, terms of use. You 
Hold up, hold up, hold up, Vox. You forgot a couple of things. Um, prior to that, prior to Patreon taking Owen off, Patreon, I believe Patreon sent Owen three warning emails saying that he would be uh, kicked off the platform for violating the terms of service. And he continued to violate them anyway. And that's a big thing here. It's not like Owen... It's not like Owen got... It's not like when Owen got kicked off Twitter. And hell, even then, even when it came to Twitter... Owen was practically begging to get banned. Remember that? I I know I know Johnny certainly will. Owen was practically begging them. Owen was practically begging Twitter to ban him, and then he cried about it. And Owen begged Patreon to ban him and then cried about it. So, yeah. Uh, milking the piggies for all he can before he changes it up and starts grifting something else. Uh, yeah. I think it, I think it said in Patreon's terms of of service, they they can kick you off for no reason at all, if they choose. I mean, yeah, that that's part of it. I, yeah, that is true, Johnny. But like, I seem to re, to remember, like Patreon did send him like, you know, courtesy emails, like giving him warnings. So. Um. Yeah. No, no, you're probably right about the terms of service, but I seem to remember that uh, he did get warning emails. So, that happened too. Let's see. Have to talk to them before you go and file for arbitration, and you're not permitted to file a lawsuit. Period. So then, uh, Owen files his arbitration... His backers don't file the arbitration right away. And this is very important. First, because they had to talk to them, which they did. But they didn't file it right away because California passed a law called SB 707 that requires the company that has written the agreement mandating arbitration to pay the fees for the arbitration within 30 days. It's a new law. Just, take, uh-huh. just took effect January 1st of this year. And we had a pretty good idea. The, the legal team had a pretty good idea that Patreon was going to be a typical uh, company trying to drag their feet and not paying the fees on time. And we were correct. But that's why the arbitrations were not filed right away by the backers. 
So what Patreon did is they engaged in a very deceptive practice of having been informed what the arbitration was going to be concerning, they went and they quickly made a surreptitious little change to their terms of use saying, you must arbitrate unless you are going to bring an arbitration relating to what these people have told us. And to make it even worse, they didn't even notify most of the people, most of the users. And it gets better. And this is the big thing. And this is the one that's going to be fun, Patreon. Colin, Tyler, I hope you're watching this because we're now letting the whole world know about the fact that you violated the data privacy of nearly 3,000 people. And that's the only one that we know about so far. See, what happened is they have such horrifically bad data practices that they actually sent every single backer's information of another creator to Owen. This is, well, hold up, Vox. Hold up, dear buddy. That's what you were, that's what you were threatening to do with, uh, with Davies backers, right? You were going to, you were going to subpoena Davies, uh, you know, PayPal. You were going to, uh, subpoena Davies PayPal payments and, you know, find out who all the other gamblers were who had ever contributed money to, uh, you know, to Davies streams and, you know, or Streamlabs. And then you were going to, oh my God, does, does this guy not, uh, I mean, this guy is literally a walking contradiction, a bald walking contradiction of a man. So. This is a massive data breach. It is a huge violation of the European Union's uh, general data practice, or general data pri privacy regulations. It's a huge violation of the UK's uh, rules. And although the California Data Sea Privacy Act is, did not. Yeah, yeah, and the fucking bears violated all of those laws when, when, they, when they tried to get me kicked off uh, Spotify. When they tried to get the Whitfield report kicked off Spotify back during, back during the gummies thing. Um, you know, my especially since my podcast is listed internationally. Uh, you know, so technically my my show, along with like thousands of, of others, so I'm not that special, but, you know, I am protected. This podcast is protected, at least the auto version, under international law, so. And the Bears violated that, but you don't want to talk about that box, do you? come into effect until afterwards, here's the best part. They still, to this date, 
have not notified any of those thousands of people that all their inf account information was sent to a third party. Naughty, naughty. How much they gave, their emails, their uh, real names, who they were, uh, who they were uh, donating to, and how long. Now, th now here's the best part: is that you know these things have been going on for a while, right? It gets, and again, this is all stuff that Vox himself threatened to do to Dave to Davy Crocker, right? Yeah, it's like Shovelpoint says in the chat, rules for thee, but not for me, teehee. It's even worse. They've actually put in writing that they don't think that they are liable, that they don't think that they are responsible for the GDPR, despite the fact that they have a headquarters in Dublin, Ireland, which is located in the EU. Now, I live in Europe. I thought, I thought you hated the EU, Vox. I, I thought you were, I thought you loved to talk shit about the EU and how bad they were, right? And now you're bragging that, that you live in your, oh yeah, that's right, you're, you're, you're so patriotic, Vox, that you're an, that you're a fucking expat. I'm not a lawyer, but I do. Uh, no shit. I would have never. I would have never guessed you're not a lawyer. Uh, run tech companies and so forth, and I can tell you that the GDPR is freaking terrifying. We literally don't send out one tenth the emails that we would have sent out prior to the GDPR, just because. The rules and are so strict and the penalties are so harsh that it's just not worth it. You know, unless you're absolutely certain that uh, people can, um, that, that you've passed all the, the checkpoints, that you, you know, you've dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's and stuff, it's just not worth it. You know, and I, I know some of you have actually suffered from this because you don't, uh, you know, if you don't whitelist our stuff, we're not going to email you twice. You know, if, if you happen to, if your emails happen to bounce, we're not sending one again. You know, we, we and other European companies are very, very, very cautious about this. Why? Because the fines are so harsh that they amount to, um, like for example, uh, just last week, or maybe it was the week before, it was reported that a grandmother was being fined $50 a day for each day that she didn't take a picture of her grandchildren down from Facebook. $50 a day for one very minor offense. Now, let's say for the sake of argument 
that the data protection authorities are are willing to overlook the fact that there hasn't been any notification of the wrongdoing in months. And if they're willing to overlook the fact that Patreon's lawyers have put in writing that they don't believe that they're uh, liable. Okay, I'm not sure what any of this... They don't believe that it applies to them. And let's, let's imagine that European courts and regulators don't love to find the hell out of every arrogant U.S. tech company that falls into their hands. I mean, it's not like a U an EU court has fined Google $9 billion, right? Oh, wait, they have. <laughs> so even if we just ignore all this stuff and we say, well, you know, maybe maybe it's on the level of a grandmother posting a picture of her child. <laughs> oh, you, got, you guys are cracking me up today. That will probably uh, run somewhere around thirty million dollars. So, I guess that's where most. Of, I guess that's where most of that sixty-five million dollars they got in investment last year is going to go. You know. Um, I mean, it, it, and here's the amazing thing. They're paying people to do this to themselves. <laughs> I mean, you know, this is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in the, in the technology world. I, I mean, the whole thing was completely and utterly avoidable. All they had to do is just not try to police a comedian on other sites. You know, they never had anything. They never had anything to do. You know, they, they never had any complaint about Owen's behavior on their platform. None whatsoever. And yet here they go and just begin this failure cascade. Just because they, they couldn't slain and do their job, just because they had to get SJWs involved in trying to police people and trying to tell people what to do, then it just generated this massive cascade failure. And here's the thing, and here's why it's so much worse than it sounds. See, and this is also why the GDPR is so freaking terrifying. You can be fined severely if your processes are considered insufficient. So there have been a, a number of fines, big fines, even if you haven't had a data breach even if you haven't violated anyone's data privacy. If they just look at your systems and say, hmm, those are not sufficient, uh, something bad could happen, they can fine you a couple hundred thousand dollars and there's no appeal. These are not court actions. You know, the, the European Union uh, is, is not famous for, for its restraint in these regards. That's why Everybody is so careful over here. 
And so I looked at the, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, we have to abide by these things ourselves. And so um, there's a list of seven. You may have to abide by them, Vox, but you, but you don't. And that's the point. You don't. You don't abide to any of this uh, on your own, but um, adamant folks. I don't know. Uh, you know, bottom line, Vox is being a uh, moron and he's being a bit of a hypocrite here. Uh, I don't know. Is it at the end of the stream where he says that he doesn't have a dog in the fight because that's. That's the part of this that I'd like to uh, get to here, if we can, uh, just because I do want to uh, jump on the Versa on the Versa media stream. So uh, let me check the chat here. So uh, let's see. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, they're they're not they're not gonna they're not gonna take down Patreon though. And I mean, they, they, it's really weird that he's talking about E-Law here, especially that, since this is a, you know, a U.S. company. But anyway. Yeah, so good luck with your uh, lawsuit, Vox, you know, and that's going to be a, uh, that's going to be a spicy one here. So anyway, folks, I want to thank you uh, all for joining me tonight here on the uh, Whitfield Report, and let me, uh, let me switch back to my uh, regular view here. We will, uh, we will keep track of this uh, story. So, anyway, I want to thank you all for joining me here tonight on the show. And uh, I will be back in probably at like, oh, five minutes or so for the third hour uh, with Versa Media. And uh, I want to thank you all for joining me. And, uh, you know, good night. God bless and God save this great nation. And uh, thanks for everything. And, uh, I'll end this stream and start a new one, and uh, I'll be commenting on the latest and right news with uh, r the real news from Versa Media crew. So, uh, God bless, and I'll be back uh, shortly.